Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Gaming Manifesto, the official gaming podcast of robot-republic.com. Uh, my name's Callie and with me as always I have my co-host Marcus. Hello everybody. How's and uh, special guest Odrin from over at Gaming Sandbox. Hello, lovely to be back on again. Yeah, it's awesome to have you. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about, of course, what we've been playing. Uh, then we're going to be talking about what games that we should like, but just don't. Followed by the Robo Cup, and this week we've got a uh, Max Payne vs. Burnout free scenario. And mm-hmm. then we're just going to see what else is going on in Robot Republic this week. So, uh, yeah, firstly, Adrian, it's been a little while. How's it been? Not too bad. I've been in good form. I've recently moved, I think, since the last time I was on the podcast. So I'm now, in, I'm now living in Belfast. Move? It was, it, you know what? It was actually a lot less stressful than I thought it was going to be. Uh, but that's just because I haven't fully moved out of, like, my parents house that's because i'm only in college so i only moved up to accommodation so i have all the bare stuff i need with me now it was an absolute pain moving my pc the xbox the playstation i know such first world problems sorry <laughs> it, um it's got too no. many consoles it's just such yeah. a struggle I'm, i am settled in now and I'm, I'm still getting used to everything and i'm enjoying it it's it's quite strange getting used to everything I, the funny story actually so for those geopolitically aware belfast is in the uk officially under you know, just general stuff. And um, the sanctioned law. Yeah, not going to get too much into it. I certainly probably shouldn't bring that up. But the um, the whole thing about it was, I since because of that, now I'm going to college technically in the UK, I'm considered an international student. Uh, and the oh, funny thing about that was, yeah, I know. The funny thing about that was I was invited to a, a culture, of, uh, <laughs> you know, night to kind of, uh, you know see if see if i was you know getting assimilated into the culture well and if i was having any trouble despite only living two hours away so (laughs) it was was an interesting one i didn't go in the end obviously because the only thing i have to be the only thing i should be assimilated into is learning that iceland is a thing and that i use the pounds instead of euros so um that and i have to get a new to get a new uk number uh, because you can't order anything apparently without them needing your phone number and they don't accept the republic of ireland number so (laughs) i had to buy a little burner phone that along with duct tape to wrap up a parcel made me look like a serial killer like a couple <laughs> of days after moving in so um but no part it. of that i'm enjoying it that's good i love that uh you brought the game matt's pain and you're living like matt's pain <laughs> with a burner phone going across another country trying to lo- you know lose your past i love it oh, John. It's it's great. Great. and what about you marcus what have you been up to um i should to be fair this 
I, I've started off my regular voice, but my new voice should be, all right, lads, how's it going? Because I've been doing forklift training all week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Proper lad I am now with forklift training. Lost but all yeah. interest in video games except FIFA from now on. Yeah, just FIFA, Madden, and that's it. I've never played a FIFA. Never played a Madden. <laughs> They're all right. You know, it's one of those things, like, I'm not good in sports in real life, and I don't need the fantasy experience of being sports in a fantasy realm. It's fine. I've never I never like bumped FIFA, into people and played it. Like it's probably one of the most accessible games for like non-gamers, really. FIFA, isn't it? True, agreed. But i I don't have I don't have friends that are into FIFA. Oh, fair. Yeah. I just I just don't have. It. I guess the closest person I've got is uh, an old friend from high school that's recently opened up a game shop, like a miniature game shop. He's a lad and he plays FIFA and he's invited me around for like game nights. I not I haven't gone around because it's FIFA. It's not like no, it's okay. Good, I'll play proper games. Like, I'm not that much of a snub. <laughs> it's just like, it just hasn't matched up. So at some point, he'll get me to play FIFA. And it's fine. I'll have my inhaler on me, just in case I have a virtual <laughs> asthma attack while playing FIFA, and it'll be fine. So Marcus shows up at parties and just brings out the Yu-Gi-Oh deck when they say, sorry, we don't know how to do that. How? And bring out the Magic the Gathering deck. Thank you. That's for starters. Yeah, I know. I, I'll be like, um, as well. Be like, you know, the scene from Black Panther, he whips out the deck and it's like, sorry, we don't do that here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but other than that, been driving a forklift, been beep beeping. I was driving a forklift. Is it, it exciting? Is it as exciting as I like to imagine? It is pretty exciting. I don't want to like build it up, but if there is a forklift, I'm sure there's a forklift simulator game, right? And now that, I'm there's to definitely pick a forklift simulator definitely, game. Yeah. There definitely is. I'm tempted to pick it up now because in real <laughs> life, it's fun as shit. It's real good. <laughs> Are you going to get to keep doing this? Yeah, well, that's no. They just like paid money for me to do a course and train up, and for me to never use that. Forgot you said training, not just playing around. My bad. Yeah, training. <laughs> no, they set up like a proper course with like a salon, and you have to go around, pick something up, reverse round it, park it down, beep that's beep exciting. as you go along. It's great. It's exciting. Is beep beep actually part of the course? Like, is it a safety thing? No, it was just my um, uh, trying to live my Falcor lifestyle. Yeah, just like throwing my hands in the air, beep beep, yeah. <laughs> I'm around on a forklift. Right, excellent. Um, so what have you guys been playing this week anyway? Marcus, please go first. I have to remember what I've been playing this week. Thank you. Um, I I've been playing more uh, Beast Breaker, which I talked I talked about on the last episode. Uh I play that's the uh Peggle adventure game. Oh uh, yeah, of course. Where yeah. you are a mouse called Skipper. Uh, your uh, grandma was like a, this ancient slayer of crystal beasts, and the map is essentially um, a peggle environment, but mapped out like a creature. And you have different weapons you can use to throw yourself like a peggle ball to basically crack the crystals um, to get points. Um, it's still good. I'm still having a lot of fun with it. Still getting and, a lot of value out of that one. Yeah, still getting a lot. And it was only eight quid as well. It's great. Fuck. Anything else? I know the sort of oh. games that really like get my attention and that's one of them like a little sort of peggle puzzle game that i really enjoyed other than that jump back on smash just to get ready for the new character that was uh, revealed and the final character oh yeah so um i mean we're not really going to be doing particularly news because we've got our own our topic later on so yeah i guess that is in the news we've got sora from kingdom hearts sora is here is that is that exciting for you marcus um i like sora i like I said previously on the Tokyo Game Show, I'm not a big JPRG fan. However, I have played all the Kingdom Hearts. Now, I know it's a meme, but I have no idea what the story is, even playing all yeah. of them. And I know that is like easy, low-hanging meme fruit to be like, 
the story of Kingdom Hearts. But yeah, I, I still have no idea. But I enjoyed it. Kingdom Hearts 3 was all right. <laughs> it was something to do and sink some time in over uh, the pandemic. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited because now I guess his like moves is going to have Diz- like Mickey Mouse and Goofy and the whole Disney crew involved. It has to, right? Disney sort of rides summoning. appearing out of like the air to yeah something things. which now means like we have capcom konami uh disney now uh square in it's like all involved in a super smash brothers game which is fantastic there's so, nothing from because i know like uh someone the one of the characters people ask for is like master chief which i like i don't play a huge no, amount of smash the, but everyone's um, kind of punch and slash generally and like shooting hadoukens i just kind of picture someone with just a straight up gun <laughs> like that yeah. feels a bit messy so I mean, Samus kind of has that. Samus does have that. That's isn't true. it like a energy blasts? It all feels, yeah, it's like a future gun, isn't you just it? Want, you want someone to rock out with a Glock? Pretty much. I mean, that's I mean, what uh, Master Chief would be. It would just be Snake him and has a... a does he... Snake has guns. Wait, hold Snake up. is a rocket launcher. Yeah. Snake, Snake is in Solid Snake. Hmm. Yeah. I did not know Solid Snake was in that game. <laughs> Solid Snake I don't know half the people in the game. Do you know, <laughs> oh, Bayonetta as well. Bayonetta is in it. And Bayonetta's got guns. So she's just whipping around with a gun. I like the idea. I, I, this sounds <laughs> like a psychopath, but I like the idea of shooting, like, you know, Mario in the head. But look, not like, yeah, it just it just appeals, doesn't it? It's like, it's like when you have Shadow the Hedgehog, it's just that little Sorry, bit of It's not Mario anymore, it's Chris Pratt. Get it right. Thank you, <laughs> yeah, Chris Pratt. Our Lord, <laughs> our Lord and Savior, Chris Pratt. I actually, uh, I can talk about this on uh, previous shows, I haven't come up, but I've got an anecdote about that. I was uh, watching the Nintendo stream ready for uh, the podcast, but unfortunately, I missed the episode, which is fine. And I was watching through, and the Miyamoto came on, and I was like, new Mario game new mario game i was pumped i was like yeah miyamoto give me that mario goodness and then he announced the movie and i was like okay it's a movie so i went down to my banister shout down to my partner and was like eric there's a mario movie coming and he was like all right and i was like guess who's playing mario and he was like i don't know danny devito i was like wrong it's chris pratt and i just get shouted out from downstairs he's not even italian which is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this big shout of, he's not even Italian. My like, my favorite part about the announcement of all those actors was like, they showed all the different, like, so like Jack Black, all this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like, all of them just have pictures, but, but Chris Pratt was in black and white, which kind of like leads people to believe that he died in filming <laughs> or something. <laughs> <It> just, <laughs> imagine yeah. that being his end. Like, he's just, oh, his final performance as Mario. <laughs> like, <laughs> worst ways to go or worst things to die on. <laughs> I suppose, true. That's true. Do we think that he's going to be Mario, like Mario, or he's going to be Chris Pratt? That's like Jumanji style. Jumanji style, I, I say. Because I mean, they can't have Mario. him. Like Mario only says a few things, and he always says them in that like weird Italian kind of. Yeah. Can you say his full name, please, Kelly? Mario, Mario. Mario, Mario. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Mario. If they were going to do it, like, to be so respectful yeah. to him. I think Thank all you. the characters are just going to sound like the actual actors because there's no point in getting those actors otherwise. Yeah, like, well, they just have that, voice but you've actors. played 12 minutes. Like, what's the point in getting Daisy Ridley and... Uh, yeah, but like, in fairness, they plastered the their names all over that. And there's, <laughs> like, like, there's a difference between getting like three big actors for like a short thing like that and then a, a completely like I suppose star-studded cast I suppose I mean some of those people are like Seth Rogen just playing Donkey Kong is like the most random thing ever it's just, I don't know I just laugh whenever I think but the I'm only thing I'm happy that. about is that James Corden isn't in it that's yeah. true and you know what that was one of my guesses going through I was like James Corden's gonna be Toad 100% James Corden's gonna be Toad because Toad is 
technically, you know, a fat character. Like he's not, <laughs> but I was just trying to think who's the fat one in Mario? And that's Toad, right? So James Corbin has to play every fat character. Now, as a fat man myself, I am I'm offended that he takes all the roles, okay? <laughs> Done with it. So yeah, it could be, like, um, I think what you're thinking, like, in terms of like them getting so many stars, you could just be like the people who are making this film want to meet a lot of celebrities. Like, if I had Mario mm-hmm. budget and I'm like, oh yeah, I fancy meeting some uh, some big names, I'm just going to hire them to come on, even if yeah. they're just to sit there I and do like think... their one line and just go, it's a me, Mario. I don't think Miyamoto gives a shit though. I no, not him. It won't be him directing it, like, will it? I loved the translation. Like, they only give like a sentence for each person. It's just like Chris Pratt. He's so cool. And then it was just like, <laughs> it's, it's like cool. it was the best. <laughs> but these, oh, I don't know. I I always have a bit of a gripe about like animated films having like big budget actors because I'm like, yeah. it's just like they have their films. Let them do their thing. Like voice actors are made for this sort of shit. Like, mm-hmm. like I, they meant it. Like I don't know. I don't really like it. It's not really my sort of style. I guess some people will like it, but. Uh, like in fairness at least with like the sonic movie actually no that new sonic movie idris elba is playing knuckles like isn't like, isn't that the most ridiculous thing ever could you imagine such a like just the like man who was tipped to be the next Jordan. james bond is gonna yeah. play knuckles <laughs> like it's just it should yeah. at least be like, shadow true. <laughs> it'd be like kill from kill and pit of a jordan uh Peel, Jordan and Peel. I'm having a stroke. I'm having a comedic stroke. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kill and Peel um, playing Toad. That's bonkers to me. Yeah. Like, absolutely bonkers that like, he's playing Toad. Yeah, I don't know. Well, totally I, I like it when he's, um because people do know the names of, like, voice actors, especially, like, my partner watches a lot of anime and, you know, will know the names of the character, uh, the actors that are playing the anime characters. But I have quite a good time when you watch different anime trying to go, like, hey, it's the voice of this person, you know, as you, like, recognise mm-hmm. it. So when it's like a proper famous person and it's advertised really, you know, heavily under them, there's no surprise there for me. It just takes one more layer of enjoyment off of it for me. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, the original game um, voice actors said, like, he's doing bit parts, right? Hmm. He's doing cameos, yeah. He's doing cameos and so on. So... Who's this? The original um, voice of Mario. The original uh, right. voice of Mario. Why not just make him Mario? Like, <laughs> Because I can't... If, I, if we can't remember his name... He's he's not gonna get bucks and seats for the movie, right? <laughs> but I it's Mario. Even, like, Mario gets bucks him. and seats by himself. It doesn't True, need an actor. I respect getting... him. Don't get me wrong. Like everything he's done, incredible voice acting. Hmm. But I I can't remember his name. And like they need to get people in to see the movie. And you're right, Mario will have some lead, but Chris Pratt as Mario is gonna have more of a. Yeah sort of mock to the I, yeah i would generally be like oh i can't take it seriously because i can't get immersed in the film than when i know who the actor is by their mm. voice but like i don't think i'm going into mario looking for a like a dramatic story yeah, so maybe they'll send I, I don't think i'm going to care to just whipping him it's like um do you ever watch like uh like I used to always get like really pulled out of stuff um, whenever I'd hear um, Keith David voice act anyone that isn't the Arbiter. Because mm-hmm. like he was, he's in like one cameo episode for like the old Teen Titans show. And like he, uh, and I just remember hearing his voice and it's like, that's Keith David, isn't it? And then I looked it up and it's like, yeah. And it just completely pulled me out of the show. There's, there's no problem on their part, but it's just like, uh, it's like when you have so many of them all the one time, like I feel mm. like I'd just be going there being like, oh, it's not really funny that like Chris Pratt said this thing Mario would say. Like I, I do, like half of me does want to hear Chris Pratt do the wahoo or like whatever Mario. Like wahoo! I just, yeah, it just, it, I don't know. Maybe it's a part of me that just This is why that. it's going to be the, it's got to be the whole, um, 
Jumanji situation because there really isn't enough lines for each of these characters to be said, especially Mario. I want to see Chris, Chris to say four do lines. a triple jump and then wall jump like around New York. That's what I want. That's what Chris I said um, on the parkour. last show. I would be way more into this if this was live action with all of the characters just playing action, you know, dressed <laughs> up in shitty costumes. It would just be so much better. It would be terrible, but better. I, yeah, I still generally think most of the time that this still hasn't been a good like video game movie. Or even a game that, even a movie that tries to draw on like video game culture, like Ready Player One was really bad. Like, uh, like Free Guy isn't that good either, if we're honest. I don't know if you guys have seen it. it. It's on Disney Plus, by the way, if you guys have it. Um, um, Our guys on the Inflanovers podcast were telling me about Free Guy. And Mm. like, they were like, last, you know, they had one thing, it was their favorite movie of the year until that came out and it just blew them away and it's like the best thing ever. And then, which is surprising because of it, while it looked better than I expected it to, I still thought it looked, you know, it's still going to be shit. I thought, it's and then I spoke good. to, yeah, and then I spoke to Holly and Bandit, and Holly's seen it, and she's like, "It's yeah, it's pretty, pretty awful." So uh, I've lost all faith in you, Barlow and uh, Stacey, just in terms of <laughs> your choice of films. But I'll get, I'll, I'll you give a watch. Know my myself. opinion on Barlow. <laughs> I'm, um, I've actually been um, asked to go on the show, and I will be going on the show on Sunday. Oh, God. I'll be voicing my opinions of Barlow's opinions on that show. I've never had to like, you know, censor anything from any of the podcasts so far, but I feel like I'm going to be hitting that like beep button just while editing this a lot. I can finally be the person that hears the beep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, what did he say? I was just, oh, can't tell you guys. Sorry. I can't <laughs> tell you. I, I nearly fired Marcus. He's about to destroy a country. Him. There's no contract. I nearly had to fire him. It was we use the F and the C word on these shows, but he just created some new ones. I just won't risk getting out there. Yeah. No, look, I, um, they're actually their episode that's coming out, well, a few days ago, as of when this drops, uh, has me on it. And it, we spent about like two hours chatting. Just mm. can't help myself. Start talking nerd crap <laughs> and it's just just keeps going. It just flows. But yeah, game, like I said, game-wise. Uh, that, <laughs> back to the original back point. Back to the yeah. original point. Uh, Mario Mario, he just gets in there. Um, yeah, playing some Super Smash, that's it. I'm kind of in the like limbo at the moment. I'm waiting because like mm. Bat for Blood is out on the 12th, right? And um, Metroid Dread is out on Friday. So mm. I'm kind of in this limbo of like games I've been excited for for a while, just sort of coming out. So, right. uh, How about you, Adrian? Uh, well, I started yesterday. I played because Alan Wake Remastered came out yesterday. Mm. Um, and I, I, I started playing that and I was reminded of how good that game is. Um, the remaster is a bit weird, though. Like, I don't know. Maybe something about it feels like it was a little bit kind of rushed for kind of the October sort of time, Halloween-ish. Because it's like some of the stuff like, yeah, it's all remastered looking, but like there's a clear distinction between how good the Alan Wake model of him actually looks in game comparison to everything else. And half of me thinks they probably reused his model from Control when he was in that DLC. Mm. Um, so I imagine that they've used a really high version of him and then just kind of upscaled everything a little bit. I don't know that's for sure, but that's just my opinion. I again, it, it, there's not much more like it's it's just Alan Wake again. I was a bit disappointed to see it doesn't have the DLC episodes on it. Oh, really? um, which at least I'm not sure like because I checked for them in the menu and they weren't there um uh like I have the DLCs for the original game and I was kind of hoping to get to play those again but maybe it's a case where you have to finish the game first and then you get onto them or something like that and I just haven't seen that but are they um, um, can, like do they go in order is there a sort of time like DLC because it's American the DLC, no the DLCs nightmare. are all after so yeah so uh, like if you were to play them first it would kind of ruin potentially story yeah, things, yeah but true but the, you know usually when you see the dlc stuff like it's yeah. kind of an add-on or like extra episodes or something in the menu but it wasn't there so it could well be there 
and I just don't know, but I, I didn't see it. But otherwise, by that, you know, it's just Alan Wake. It's just a good game, really, isn't it? Mm. So um, after that, New Blood came out with two new games this week. Uh, new Blood, obviously, the guys who made Dusk and Ultra Kill and all those other pretty well-known indie games. Um, they came out, Fallen Aces is one of their sort of noir-style uh, beat-em-up games uh, that came out. There's a demo for that out, so I gave that a go. It's only about 15 to 20 minutes, but it's well worth well worth your time. It has has a good like mix of like you know first-person combat mixed with sort of stealth and everything. It's kind of like indie Dishonored, really, with a bit of with a noir sort of uh, 90s filter, if that makes sense. What's the um? Uh, is it what's the kind of perspective? You mentioned Dishonored or being like Dishonored. Oh, it's, is it it's in the first, same? It's, it's in well, how do you mean like first person oh yeah it's first person yeah oh, okay so every time you say in like india i never assume it's going to be a first person looking <laughs> game like that's just always my assumption it's going to come down from this angle yeah yeah that's fair um the other one i played was kyle is famous which is by john smansky who i had the pleasure of talking to a while back when he initially originally released it but he released the full collect complete edition which now has voiceover work so it, it's pretty much like a like a card game so like you get given a, a prompt and then it's like okay what do you want to do next and you kind of like an rpg almost but a very basic rpg um so like it'd be like oh you wake up in the morning and there's like an option to like wither away or get out of bed and if you choose <laughs> oh. to if you get out of bed you get out of bed but if you choose to wither away you become a ghost and you play the rest of the day as a ghost Um, there's like it, it's it's right. a it's a of a wacky sort of uh game which is it's free I, I think so anyways um well it was free the original one i got it and then you could buy like extra bits to use uh, but i think maybe i got a free upgrade because i bought those as opposed to it actually being free hold on i'll double check now while i'm here but i saw marcus's eyes like perk up when you mentioned card game it's all yeah it takes it's not a de- it's not a deck builder style game like, like no, you might a think, card but... comes up mm. um that sort of gives you a choice of that, that sounds cool it does sound interesting. Okay. what was that called again uh, Kyla's name. So the you can play the demo for uh, so Kyla's name is free edition. There's free edition, but then you can have one um the complete edition was just 12 pounds which i think is really worth it in fairness of like i think any indie game is worth over a tenner to be honest because i feel bad when i buy underneath that but the um it's actually it's really good for streams as well because you can have it has stream enabled into it so you can like put your make your your stream can vote for options in chat as well so i think it's really it's a really good stream game as well if you guys are thinking about doing that something like content? that content i hear you talk about yeah i know making. i know the, I know the content must always turn you don't even you don't even need to be even like on the stream yourself because i know um john has like streamed a good bit of it like just by putting the game on and letting his chat go wild and with playing it so content it doesn't oh, even take cool. my time up this is this is even better. Yeah, get uh, link me that, please. That's, that sounds good. I like the idea of just oh, like, you know I'll being an, an option of wither away and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some really good ones. Would you that like sounds... some coffee, or would you like to stare into the abyss of your own soul? <laughs> no problem. Well, there is there is an option. It's like you go to the fridge, and there's like a lot of stuff you can eat, or you can eat the fridge, and then there's like a full option where he like tilts his head back and he like eats the entire fridge like and an anaconda get... just chugging yeah but it down has yeah but it has like sound effects so you can hear like cracks and everything I'm like oh, oh. My God. oh it has it's one of those things where it's like it's an auditory experience for sure <laughs> so yeah, actually there's a game that's out at the moment i can't remember the name of it but i'm kind of tempted to pick it up they've built it with the kind of uh anticipation of blind gamers so it's all audio so you put a set of head, a pair of headphones on, and it is like a, um, I think it's like a medieval sword swinging style game, but yeah. you walk around and there's no visuals. You just walk around and you can hear everything taking place around you. 
and like you know that go up to people attack people i assume like there's you know attack and stuff i, I don't know for sure but because of of course there's not like images in the uh mm. on, on the page but it's about like 12 bucks on um microsoft store at the moment so i'm tempted to pick it up just because that sounds like a unique experience i've not had before yeah send that my way that sounds really cool actually plus i really, really don't like looking at things generally like screens after i'm done working so mm. this kind of works for me i can just put this on close my eyes and after also just about... to explore a game space by taking away like vision is really fascinating mm. Mm. Yeah, th- that sort of stuff is like stuff we're looking at at the moment in my degree. Like all the like, I love those sort of like radio doc style stuff where like it's not quite an audio book, but it's like it's not quite a film either. It's it's almost like in a case of like putting on a film and then like not looking at the screen. So like you hear everything that's going on and you know what's happening and you can hear footsteps. It's like it's like a very much heightened sense of of sound really. So like a footstep, which would normally sound very quiet, would sound really loud and you know what's happening. I love that sort of stuff. So yeah, definitely send that my way. We, uh, sort of unrelated or sort of related. I've just got really into ASMR recently. Like, <laughs> oh no! N- hear me out, right? Look, so, this is going to become Callie's kink corner. Okay, it's not like is it kinky? Is it meant to be a kink? Is that what people? I don't know if it is. No, to be honest, not really. No. It's like, like all things. I mean, it turns me on, so I don't know. Maybe it is, down. but like, it's, it's that, that <laughs> neck prickling kind of feeling. But no, um, listening to creepy pastors. Uh, well, that's how it started, and then there's just sadistic, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then, then there's just them doing an ear massage, and like you just, oh, it's, it's pretty good stuff. My fiance, I will constantly walk in. I will just hear a voice <laughs> of the top five most missing people ever seen. Like that voice, they every, and I'm like, oh, you listen to that guy again, and he's like, oh no, it's a different guy. And I was like, is it? Because they all sound they the all same. They all sound the same, yeah. Every ones. single one. Like <laughs> I love podcasts like that, and I try to listen to uh, Aaron Mankey's like law, but Aaron Mankey's voice just does. They all have like a weird, creepy cadence. I just can't get the ones I'm listening to are um, like female voices because I I, I don't know I find it less it doesn't sound like quite as it's talking to me from like outside my kitchen window when it's a female voice it's a weird weird bias I've got for that do you want to hear a story about a goat man (laughs) no I fucking don't please get away from me Marcus (laughs) I can I want to sort of maybe create some as well for like you know content but then I just realised I got too much bitten off already but yeah it's, it's, it seems good the only thing i seem to because we'll probably talk about this game later with one of the topics you sent on but like hellblade uses the sort of the same microphone that they use you know that like weird yeah. one with the ears yeah yeah that's the binaural audio thing that they use so <laughs> yeah, to maybe, get that, a, uh, maybe it started with hellblade Callie. maybe that was your awakening to it maybe because <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me because that stuff generally makes me quite sleepy like and i don't listen to it so like whenever i hear it like i played hellblade like I think it was about half an hour in. I was like, it's quite a horrifying game, but I was actually falling asleep because your one was just talking in my ear the entire time. It's like, most people are like either freaked out by that or they're just like relaxed by it. And I feel like I was just falling asleep halfway through the game, which was not the intention. Now, I feel like with Hellblade, I mean, as I say, we're going to talk about it later, as you say. But um, when it is just whispering to you and filling you full of self-doubt, I don't need that. I've got my own voices that take care of that that position <laughs> in my that's life. That's the point of it, though. That is the, the theme of the game and yeah. how like it's supposed to be, but yeah. And no one asked, but I've been playing Far Cry 4. Uh, hey, no, Callie. Hey, Callie. Marcus. Hey, Marcus. What have you been playing this week? Uh, thank you, Marcus. <laughs> what have you been playing? So I've been playing Far Cry, Far Cry 4. 
Um, I've never really, I've, I've tried playing Far Cry 2 back in the day uh, and I couldn't get into it. Like something mm. about like thumbing bullets out of my arm and just dying continuously and getting in a car with like just the view of an actual being in a car rather than outside you know it. what's not fun? Taking malaria tablets. Yeah. That's not fun. That's <laughs> not an experience the I look mechanic for. of a game. Thanks, Far Cry 2. But uh, so I didn't really get into that, but I was also, you know, young enough at the time that like things that weren't just Halo wouldn't interest me really. Uh, so now I've gone back into this and I think their their format has gene- become more generic as mm. it's gone on. So like, uh, I don't think I'm getting, so, like if I play Far Cry 2, it still might be boring to me. This, I'm really enjoying it so far. It looks beautiful. It's got the um, fancy Series X, like auto HDR, like Dolby Vision, you know, frame rate mm. boosts and all that. So it looks absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I, it turns out I actually really like it. And I'm not too surprised because it's got that very formulaic Ubisoft thing where this is just Assassin's Creed with guns. So like, but done in a first person view as well, um, which mm. is what people don't like about it, where it's just, you know, go to a tower, liberate a tower, just go to various things on the map. But it's a relaxing game. I don't have to just repeat actions. That series, I still think three is probably the golden standard for it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like the bow and arrow combat in that game is so good. I'm looking forward to six though, but I don't know if that's just because Esposito's in it. Because uh, he could be in anything and I'd buy it, but I, I'm, I'm not going to buy this straight away. It does no. look like a very, it, it does just look like another reskin of five. Yeah. Which, which five looked fine. I quite like five. Um, but it's I think, five. I think that's more so, you know, when you're given like a sandbox and like a place you kind of know, it's kind of like, you know, like I really liked. Um, remember that old game on the Wii U, Zombie U? Like I that did. was in that I was in that. London, and like whilst I'm not British, like I kind of like knowing, like oh, I know this because I've seen mm. it. Whereas like you see any of the other like games that are sandboxy, they're usually in some like random tropical country that you've never heard of, or for the most part isn't real, but it's based off something and you've never seen it. So I love those sorts of things where like like Far Cry Five dropped you to America, and I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like I, I kind of like the idea of being in America doing this. I like your uh, your basis on this of like, yeah, I, I want my games to take me somewhere very familiar. So it's not like something I can't actually just experience by walking outside. <laughs> like, I'm no, really enjoying I... this one because it's in like a basically it's in like, you know, a Tibet or some, you know, with like yeah. these yeah. monks. I'm glad now we can announce it, but... Robot Republic not only doing podcasts, we're actually doing game design now. I'm going to bring out Odrin's bedroom simulator. <laughs> you get to experience... Far Cry in my room. Yeah, yeah one, one guaranteed customer. Hoodrin <laughs> just wanted to live something very familiar. The game well, is on a five customers, minutes. One you and two the creepy ASMR arg dude that's knocking See, your I, I loved game. 12 minutes so much I moved into an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that's, to be honest, if they gave you like a game, and this would happen when it comes to like AR, where you have to like fend off people in your own house, like your own settings. Hmm. Once you stop playing that game, you would still be seeing things. If you've played enough just out the corner of your eye, you'll have like CS go terrorists kicking in your like doors because that's what you've been seeing in the AR (laughs) and I can't wait um but yeah that's I mean I've probably played a bit more more of stuff but it's been a been a hard week to be honest trying to trying to find time to game and not just make constant content for uh the the Halloween that's coming up um the weens so I'll move us on to our next segment because we're segmented now don't you know uh where we're talking about games that you're supposed to like but just don't like um I want to just go first and talk a little bit about MMOs, kind of in a, in general. Mm. For so the one that really, I mean, Warcraft. I never, I tried to play for a brief bit for an old partner. They were into it, and it just looks like dog shit. 
like I had a crap laptop at the time. So it, <laughs> you know, this was only maybe like six years ago. So it does look like dog shit, right? It's not a particularly good groundbreaking game anymore. I I'm take trying it. to think six years ago, what would that be? Burning Crusade? I'm pretty sure it's something to do with pirate boats, maybe. Because I remember that the advert on TV of like some flying ships. Like really, oh, Lich King, maybe I, I, I could be talking shit. I actually have no idea. I only played like maybe a couple of hours worth before thinking this just isn't going to be for me. Um, and then more recently, Final Fantasy 14 Online, where and I know my problem with it like the storyline could potentially be good, but all of the combat is just looking, it's just number stats. Which I know, Marcus, like this is probably your cup of tea, definitely just watching numbers appear on screen or knowing that they're taking place in the backgrounds. But when you do something to someone and they don't like animate to show they've been hit by it because they're just getting on with their thing. And then there's just you pressing three and then one and then three, a few more times, then one again. And like, eventually they go down and there was an animation for their death. But generally speaking, it's just a sponge of like taking up damage into it eventually dies. And it just bores the shit out of me. Like I tried playing it again for a part of my current one this time. Um, tried playing fourteen and just I, I couldn't do it. I paid for that month subscription. I got to a decentish level and I'm told it's good, but I've I've seen him play it so many times and nothing about it appeals to me other than maybe some bright colours because of colours do excite me. But yeah, so that's 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 my confession of games that are good or well loved. I absolutely hate. Um, but yeah, if you want to tell, can you? In fact, who should go first, Marcus? Do you want to tell us about? Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I sort of pitched this topic just because recently, um, we've been uh, having a friend over, and uh, they've been going through stuff, and they've been talking about how they've really been able to immerse themselves in Stardew Valley, and um, sort of more sort of cutesy sort of farming games like that, and like general open world things it's how like it calms them and brings them in a peace and uh, sort of centers them and for me those types of games does the opposite where it I, it has no something not having a structure blows my mind to the point <laughs> where i just can't deal with it and i guess with stardew valley you wake up you tend to the crops you go home you can speak to people you can you know over time generate your own um structure but that complete freedom in the beginning even like things like skyrim and things like that where you know there is a story you can do but you kind of left your own regards it's just too much pressure for me it's just like this big weight on my shoulders that i kind of don't know what to do with and it's the same trains with uh batman like arkham asylum love arkham asylum absolutely adore it and then we go to city it was all right but again we're giving this sort of big sandbox sandbox world to deal with and you know there's a main it's a little bit less where there's you know a story to go through so you're kind of a little bit structured and then when we get to arkham knight when it's just a free-for-all go where you want i completely lose the enjoyment out of it and there's just nothing there for me to sort of send to me and so is this this like not it. so much it's not this isn't just a sand uh sorry this isn't stardew valley this is like all open world sort of sandbox yeah games. kind of all stuff like that like, like big mm. games that people love like that mm. that i just can't get into like so it's like at skyrim you haven't kind of got through it then? I've or? tried. I, I really have tried. And I was like, right, okay, I'll choose I'll choose an avenue for me today. Like I will go and off to the mountains and discover that and see what's there. Hmm. But even that, like when a, a man comes up to me, like a captain comes up to me and goes, 
meow, I lost my milk. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go find your milk. And I get off and then a crab person comes up to me and goes, oh, the crab people have been taken underwater, please. And I go, I'm trying to help this cat right now. It's, it needs its milk. And it's, but I'll get back to you, crab people. And just that sort of stacking of random events that mm. pop up. And the same as like Stardew Valley. It's like, right, okay, I've made my barn. I've got my chickens. My chickens are doing great. And then I'll meet some like cute little emo boy that I want to like, man, that I want to talk to and I like, get to know and he'll give me a crest and I go, okay, fine. I'm kind of doing my chickens right now, but I wouldn't mind watching some TV review. That would be great. And then it sort of stacks up and it just gets more pressure and pressure. And then I just put it down and never pick it up again. I really love that you started off with saying emo boy, but then when you realize you're going to have to say about you're going to be flirting with him, you had to upgrade that to man just to yeah, be Yeah, exactly. I was just clear. like, man. I was like, <laughs> Talking to this boy, little boy. I mean, man, this absolute, I need to uh, add the man, man. To it. Like, center it down. So I can certainly see that with, with, with you, to be honest. Like, be, get, not having an exact target or an exact kind of goal on there mm-hmm. where you're just given too many different objectives. Like, I've not got through Skyrim and I've not even got my first roar in Skyrim on the sort of time I tried playing it recently because I got sidetracked with something and now yeah. I'm just off there doing something totally different. It's not like I even enjoyed the sidetracking. I just felt like I was missing the main experience. Mm. I didn't feel like I was getting a decent micro experience with it. And it's, you know, and weirdly other people will be like, oh, I try to play things like Slade Aspire or, um, um, uh, across uh, across the land or these sort of deck building um, sort of roguelike games and they're, oh, they're just too stressful, I can't do that for me, uh, that is the most calming thing, that's me on a beach with a pina colada putting my feet up like mm. crunching those numbers and trying to solve a puzzle and you know, trying to get from one point to the other and achieve and get a bit better is exactly what I need to sort of calm and soothe and like those are those games for me and they're the ones that I absolutely adore more than anything. It's kind of like but, management, yeah. management of some sort, you know, keeping things organized like in a deck builder, sort of preparing and planning and organization. Yeah, exactly. And like roguelikes and roadlights as well because essentially you're going through the same dungeon and you're going through a familiar place that you know before and you always have that achievement of pushing further and getting better. So the, the, the end goal is just to get good. Like that's kind of the main goal is just to get good and get better. But in Skyrim, it's not like the goal is to, you know, get all these powers and level up. Obviously that's part of it, but it's also about, you know, what is Skyrim about? That's what I asked. It's my philosophical, philosophical question to you. It's something about what dragons. Is the goal Honestly, like that? as I've not got anywhere into it at all. I know I've got myself like one slave person yeah. who has to follow me around because if i it's a bit weird you're playing the wrong game kelly <laughs> <laughs> no you do you get like a companion it was like given to me as like a reward for something it was a bit weird yeah. but um even with like um like far cry as well like those sort of sandbox games and also uh, horizon zero dawn like mm. i love i i really wanted to get engaged with horizon zero dawn but the, the npcs and the sort of stuff around it weren't enough to keep me on the path of like finding out a story it just didn't mm. engage me so it just became an open world hunter and my brain just turns off i do know the vibe on that i played um like Psychonauts 2 recently and mm-hmm. it was great it's absolutely amazing as a game 
But like when you first play in it and it throws you into a mission straight away and you go through it and then you get to a point where it throws you into a bit of an open world. And that's when I turned it off for the day. I was just like, I don't have the mindset to just go through an open mm. world right now. I kind of just want to be on a set track. And like you're right with ba- Batman Arkham Asylum. That was definitely a more linear experience. It was a it was a linear story where, you know, you could go around and pick up puzzles, like find uh, the Riddler clues and stuff. Mm. But mm. that was just a side thing you could do. You always felt like the momentum of the story and the momentum of the game was pushing you through. And it wasn't rushing you. You could do it at your own time, but you always felt you were getting going from point A to point B to continue the story. And, you know, you had that pacing. Mm. Whereas like Horizon Zero Dawn, I feel a lot of times I was kind of just left to make my own pace and I can't do that. I really struggle in a game to make my own pace and make my own structure. So if you're not poking me with a stick to go, Hey, you kind of got to go here and you kind of got to go there. And again, maybe it's a bit of um, being a bit of a hypocrite, but I, I do enjoy Zelda. And I guess Zelda, you kind of, you know, have to make your own structure, especially like the 2d downs where, you know, you choose what dungeon you go to. But even then, like, I know I can't do certain dungeons unless I have a certain item. And I have to find that item to do that dungeon. Hmm. Whereas, hmm. you know, Horizon and Far Cry, it's, okay, I'll do a bit of hunting today, or I'll drive this car around for a laugh. Oh, I'll climb up that giraffe. I don't feel like I achieved anything. <laughs> what oh, game is allowing you to climb up giraffes? Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn. There's okay. like a big, like, giraffe. Robo giraffe. Like, <laughs> okay. stick, uh, an arrow in to, like, get the radar off. So, and, like, I do things like that, and I don't feel like I've achieved anything. And sure, it's also go, um, in, like, a ludo-narrative sense, what people talk about, like, that dissidence. Because it's always funny in those open-world games where it's like, oh, shit, you need to go rescue, like, on Fallout 4, you know, you got to go re- find your son and rescue your family. Or, like... Skyrim, presumably something about a dragon, but instead I'm yeah. going to choose to become a master baker and <laughs> just help out various other things. I, the world ends in block and wait. I've got these uh, these side quests of parcel delivery to take care of first to get that yeah. you know, bit of armor. And I think that's a really important thing. And I feel game like Zelda that I really enjoy, I think does that well, where there is this ominous threat going. I haven't played Breath of the Wild for this reason, where I love Zelda but I know that I won't like Breath of the Wild because it's kind of left. That seems where I've seen my partner play it. And I'm like, okay, what are you doing? And he's like, kind of whatever. Just going around, killing some goblins, (laughs) making some food. And I go, that sounds like my hell. That sounds like a prison of my own making. I can just picture you like leaving that cave at the beginning of Breath of the Wild, seeing how much of an open world it is and just turning back and choosing wither in bed. Yeah. Yeah, my my choice is either get up and explore or wither, and I will choose wither. <laughs> that's fine. I'm, choo- I'm going to eat that fridge and chow down. At least that's a set goal. You can eat the fridge. That's the, the game. Set go. I yeah, actually, I like... yeah. No, go on. No, no. I was just saying, just kind of cap it. Like the reason I brought this up is because whenever um, I'm like feeling a bit stressed for something, someone will always go, "Oh, why do you like you like playing games? How about you play?" This calming simulator, open world survival simulator game, I find it very calming. And I go, it's not calming. It's not, it's not calming. Please <laughs> stop it. It's more stressful. Give me something with hexes and numbers. If I've got hexes to move something, and like um, Banner Saga is a, a, a fantastic like thing where I get that hex combat, but I also get to live this beautiful story where the choices I make really make a difference 
and uh, I, I really get attached to the characters, but also have that really engaging combat. And like that's that's calming for me. Like I get to experience a world, have a go, and also crack out some numbers. Like that's really when I'm <laughs> at my calmest. So. Yeah, I generally find with those open world stuff, it's always like um, I can never really get into them unless the aesthetic really appeals to me. Mm-hmm. Like it's stuff like um, like like I'm not a big open world fan, but the ones I've really liked in recent years have been Red Dead Redemption Two. Spider-Man PS4 and Ghost of Tsushima and the reasons for that is first of all I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is probably like the pinnacle of open world design because it is like a really good narratively driven game anyways like there's not much times in Red Dead where you'll have to go off and do a certain side quest it'll pretty much the the entire game will bring you around the entire map and then there's even like loads of other stuff you want to go and look at you can but you don't have to Um, again tried it hated it yeah I, it's I, a very hit or miss for some people yeah. i think generally the I was realism just a... for me really excited about it and the hyper realism oh, yeah. for me like really got me as well where um if my horse merely like breathed on a rock it hmm. would just slingshot itself like 20 foot <laughs> down the road and drop all these rare pelts i picked up and i go oh i've got to pick up all my pelts stab <laughs> my horse with horse medicine but pick about oh, i can't deal with this I, so, I generally quite like one of the things that does quite well i think you're talking about like relaxing and open world. I can see why people got it from Red Dead is because you can just set a waypoint on a map, get on your horse. And if you just go into cinematic mode, you can just watch it happen. You don't actually yeah. have to, to play it, um, which I think is quite nice. Uh, and it certainly cuts out a lot of like the, oh, make sure you're constantly tapping. Because Rockstar is that weird thing, like constantly tap Y to run. And it's such an awkward control scheme to have. Yeah. Um, I'd say that like Spider-Man PS4 is really good just because I like Spider-Man. And I think Insomniac did a really good job at it. Um, Ghost of Tsushima. I mean, who doesn't want to be a samurai every now and then? Like, you know, so and there's very few games that actually scratch that itch. So I think Ghost does it really well. Um, it, it actually does quite well. I think like there's some some of the side content is a little boring at times, but I generally quite like that game as a whole. And it's the map is quite is actually I think relatively smaller in comparison to something like Red Dead, anyways. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel like it's a huge open world. Um, Plus that has beautiful stylization to look at. So yeah, going out like, an open world, it looks like that. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's like Spider-Man, I really enjoyed. Again, yes, it's an open world, but I felt the pace of the story was pushing me through it. Hmm. And, you know, I had side quests I could do, but the the side quests were always kind of linked to the story. It's like, okay, I'm investigating Fisk. It makes sense for me to go to the construction sites to work out what he's doing. And then it gives me, it leaks me more information about the main story. Like it tells me more about what's happening with, you know, fix old construction sites so every sort of quest i'm doing is towards my main goal of you know trying to take down the bad guys rather than like random quests just appearing in skyrim and uh, red dead of just like oh hi cowboy my 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 wagons turned over and all my old snakes on the floor and i go i don't care yeah but this is what's good about red dead because i I quite like those random encounters but if you just choose to be a bad guy in that it makes it really easy to solve every time and it's just sir can you help me with this Mm, no and then you just yeah shoot them i can't do that though that's when my own mole that would make me more stressed because i'm like i'm going to to go bury him i gotta go to church and get my forgiveness i I have to bury the guy and now i have to go see a chaplain about my sins i can't do this (laughs) What about you, Adrian? What's the? Uh, I mean, I know some of yours, and from from talking on this podcast, hearing yeah. your own podcast, talk about it. So yeah, tell tell us a lot about Hellblade, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I'll touch on Hellblade as well. 
I have I have another game I'll come on to afterwards, which is one I've mentioned a few times as well. But Hellblade mainly is like a game that I went into really wanting to like, but it has I think my my problem with Hellblade stems a lot from God of War 2018, which is a game that a load of people love, but I really don't like. Uh, despite having finished it and all, like it's just it's just they're, they're both in the same ilk of those sort of games that are so hyper linear that it kind of destroys any element of creativity you can have in them so it's like you go from point a to point b you know your character can't jump there's no like added level of traversal it's very much a walk or run there um there's an annoying side character thankfully hellblade doesn't have that but like it's it's just like it's like when you think about the original god of war games which were like so stylized and so beautiful to look at and then they had such intricate combat it's like to go from that to 2018s now i'm not going to say this i know there's a load of people that love 2018 and 2018 is by no means a bad looking game either like i think it's a perfect like it's it's definitely i think it's scratching a different itch for god of war fans like i think the people who are really into the original games like maybe like either have gotten on board with it or don't like it i don't think there's people who are kind of miffed about like either or in the middle i think it's either you love or you hate it And, and i'm very much on the case of like it's just not my sort of game Granted, I am still looking forward to seeing what Ragnarok does, but it looks like it'll be the same sort of it stuff. It looks pretty much exactly the same. It? It, yeah, the only the only thing, see, the only thing I don't like about it is just like, if like I genuinely don't like games that don't give you any form of like upwards or vertical traversal through jumping. It, it just seems so limiting in what you can actually do in a game. Then, like the Last of Us Part One had that, but that was fine because that was very much a unique style story to go through. And like it was very much narratively driven. And so was God of War 2018 to an extent. But the only reason I was willing to kind of like be all right with it for for The Last of Us, I think, is because one, I think that story is like so unique in its own right. And I think it was like God of Wars is grand, but it's not really much more than the father-son combo of like, oh, a father learning to love his son or like become more of a father than a warrior. And I don't know, like Ragnarok looks like it's gonna have some interesting questions about that, but like the last of us was kind of an interesting one about like you know for, for most of those times like we can we can spoil the last of us surely at this stage uh, the, the one, <laughs> yeah it's spoil them it's fine yeah I, I think the, the really good thing about that game is like most of those games that like there's not a better cold opening to a game i think i've seen in a while than the beginning of that game and then you get to the okay. end as well and most of those games like if a game didn't want to make a statement, it would usually be like, okay, you're in the hospital room with Ellie. And then it would give the player the choice whether to save her or not. I quite like the fact that they don't give you that choice and they make Joel save her because it would have been completely out of character for him not to save her. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I, yeah. So I, I, I give that a pass. Again, it's another aesthetic thing as well. Like I quite like the post-apocalyptic look as opposed to the God of War style games. Like, sort of fantasy mythology has never really been my strong suit like I'd, i've never seen lord of the rings i've never played skyrim it's like <laughs> probably just annoying a lot of people but like... i'm fuming i'll be honest yeah. <laughs> that's fine because... I'll, I'll let the lord of the rings thing go is it because um you want to manifest your own destiny like do you not would you rather be I... in complete control of your own fate in a computer game rather than a theme and a story being imposed on you well, no, I'm quite, I'm quite happy to like have a story be told to be the game. Like The Last of Us again is a perfect example. There's no choice there. You play yep. as Joel and you go to that game, but yep. that's fine because I think there's a lot of scope and like I, I think a lot of the gameplay problems with The Last of Us have been remedied in two. Like there is jump, there's more verticality. It's much smoother to play through. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that really got me through the first one was the story. 
like I would have put it like it's not a game I'll go back and revisit and the same with God of War like I finished God of War but the only reason I finished God of War is because I was interested to see what would happen at the end and now that I know that I'm like God like nobody's gonna be like oh can't wait to stick on 2018 again and play through that entire campaign because I think it can get very just draining to play through especially when a lot of it is just story elements being told to you as you go through elements so it'll feel a bit mundane like alan wake has that kind of problem as well like you play through alan wake the combat is fine but it's a a little clunky for its time like i really like alan wake but that's mainly down to nostalgic elements and really liking those that sort of like x-filey sort of paranormal style stuff i completed alan wake a few times like Hmm. i have gone back and played it because a stephen king stuff like that i absolutely adore yeah. And like it's riddled with it. And, you know, that game. And I, I, again, it's kind of a weird, maybe not like an opposite to what we we like, but I kind of like someone's story being imposed on me. I kind of want to mm. feel the, the story they want to tell and like live through their themes and then go, oh, okay, you know, I don't agree with that. Or I do agree with that. Like I'd mm. rather have them put a story on for me to like digest mm. in my head and go through and go, oh, okay, cool. I think it's kind of, yeah Good or fucked I, up yeah I, I agree with you on that because i do like um like by no means am i like oh i want a choice like i like okay i love mass effect right and that's very much based on player choice like the game yeah. can significantly change based on what you do but i do also love games that it's like they tell a story and the story ends the same way for everyone but the way in which you play through the elements of, between the narrative points is what really appeals to me so like like a really good combat arena like doom eternal ends the same way for everyone regardless of who plays it so like but every encounter is going to be unique to however you play that game so like True. your weapon I switching say your that game is um chucking any themes or story no no, no, really. no it's not no, like no. it's like doom eternal really makes me feel how i feel about abortion like it does not like <laughs> it's like this really like in-depth like if they chucked a theme at you you'd rip and tear it. it apart like it's not it's not yeah, for exactly. that kind of thing no, we don't have to go too far down the bit I just said, all right? We're just yeah. not in any way. It's not like trying to put, you know, anything. I, yeah. I generally, it. like, I don't know. Hellblade is an interesting one because I don't think Hellblade's a particularly, like, I think someone got really in trouble for calling Max Payne an ugly game, like Max Payne 3. And I think they're right in the sense, I think it is an ugly looking How game. Dare no, but uh, hear me <laughs> out. I think it suits being ugly because the game itself is an ugly sort of story. Yeah, like it's not a, but like Hellblade is of course, I suppose an ugly story as well, I would imagine. Like I it think is, so. Yeah. But it's just, it just looks dirty and unappealing. The one thing that redeems Max Payne 3 for me is because like, that just has phenomenal gunplay combat. Like that's, True. I don't think that's Rockstar's best attempt at that sort of slowdown. I think you've mechanic. hit it on the head there though like Matt's pain you're right Matt's pain is it looks dirty and grimy and think because you're in you know a criminal underworld I don't get too much Mm. into it but like you're in a bad situation with bad people in you know you're not in like the upper echelons of society you're down Mm. in the grunts of you know horrible people and it's the same with um Hellblade like you you are you know going through horrible situations dealing with your own mental disorders and that's going to, you know, disturb the world around yeah. you and change it. So I think it would be weirder if um, Hell, Hellblade looked like Kina, the game that just came oh, out. Yeah. Like, no, if it I... looked like Kina and trying to do those themes, that would be more jaunting like jaunting to me than yeah. actually keeping I, it. Yeah, I, I don't think, I'm not trying to say that it should look pretty, 
mm-hmm. I think that the one thing I was kind of trying to make with that point was that whilst Max Payne is a dirty game, I'm willing to overlook that and kind of put up with that because it has such phenomenal gameplay. Right. Uh, and there's still problems with Max Payne 3 that took, like I think it overdoes cutscenes to a large extent, but like other bits, I'm willing to look by it because it was such a commercialized game and there was a lot of development hell with it. But something like Hellblade, like the gameplay of it, itself is quite monotonous you don't really bump into too many enemy variety the combat's a bit slow it can be quite boring at times like that that just never really appealed to me and the one thing i really like by hellblade is the the way in which they use audio and i think the voice acting is phenomenal it's such a it's a really good story but it's a game that i feel like i could watch the cutscenes too and still get the same out of it and i could actually avoid the monotony of going through its gameplay cycle which is something i really didn't like See, I was going to um, pick you up on the not being able to jump because I think I've, I've probably mm. argued with you on that before. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's much. just when it's not that much of a bit because to me it's not a big deal. I, I don't mind being railroad down a specific one. I don't like it if there is pretty much just like a very small rock in front of you. Yeah, I will you can't accept get over it, yeah. a lot of the time that you know in real life if there's like a three foot <clears throat> three foot high fence or like I have to walk to the gate, I'm probably going to walk to the gate because of yeah. Actually, the game design though, the game design should make it feel like it's not stupid for you not to climb on it. Yeah, and exactly. it's the same with like big exploring games. Like you have these big exploring games where they want you to adventure out and like climb these mountains and find this beast and do this incredible stuff, and they give you the tiniest stamina bar ever. For you then to go out and experience it it's like the similar thing it's like okay you want me to explore this world and do these miraculous things but you're limiting what i can do to, to, to stamina bars there. do suck like it's if just skyrim has one right uh yeah it has stamina bar. like it's such a big area i don't want to ever be walking at any the point reason I bring that up <laughs> in just comparison of like the not jumping thing right yeah and i completely get that of like not being able to jump makes you feel like you're being limited like limited if it's like and... i would say if it's reasonable like you know like if there is a small fence and you will not jumping over it like talking about the last of us it's a realistic i mean obviously it's got mushroom monsters or whatever but it's a realistic world whereas like god of war you are able to punch someone to the moon you know like you should be able to jump in that game you should be able to jump pretty damn high, frankly. Kratos to me seems quite spiteful, though. Like he doesn't want to jump. Like he yeah, doesn't. I can buy like that. He's against <laughs> like, the idea yeah. of jumping himself. He's like, I don't jump. But the thing about the God of War stuff is the fact that he can't jump in 2018 when like aerial combat is such a key factor of the originals. In makes the original. it, no, it's I so get that. it's such a strange like downgrade. Like I'm like again, obviously there's obviously people that love these new games. So like. I know you're included, Marcus. So, like, it's not like they, it's not like they've done anything wrong. They've just taken an approach that really just doesn't appeal to me. No, and this is also another reason why I want to bring this topic up because it's not like you not liking it isn't taking away the experience of me enjoying it. I just find hmm. it fascinating to talk about why people didn't like it. Like, if someone just played a game and go, "It's shit," and you go, "Okay, why is it shit? Why don't you like it?" because oh, it's shit and then they walk away you don't get anything from that like you don't I, learn about that, that one word review really pisses me off like yeah exactly you don't learn like about shit. the it's game like, you don't learn is... about the person and like their preferences so mm. you you have you know brilliantly um eloquently explained why you don't like these games and that's great and it's fascinating <laughs> and that's what i enjoy but yeah i i do hate you now though 
for shit. I've got a war. Yeah, me too, but for the Lord of the Rings thing. Go watch Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like, it, it's not that long. It's just anyway, not my uh, cup of tea. So, you know, if, you're not, if you're not into fantasy, then fair enough, to be honest. I'm not really into much fantasy, except uh, that's a lie, really. I've, I, <laughs> I'm totally into it. But <laughs> when I was trying to get through the Zelda box set I bought recently, but I, I, I needed an excuse to watch it. So if anyone out there listening Wait, wants Zelda to make a... What? Zelda, Zelda Warrior Princess. Xena, fucking hell, what am I on about? You mean Xena Warrior yeah. Princess? I was like, what? Z- the Zelda <laughs> show isn't out on Netflix yet. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, Xena Warrior Princess. I bought the box set and I'm yet to get through it or really very far into it because I'm waiting How for an excuse. It's amazing. Well, I'm waiting for an excuse. I want to watch it and do a podcast about it. It's basically what I'm trying to <laughs> trying to do, but I can't buy it off any more podcasts at this point. Um, I'm going to wrap us up from that and just see if we can move on to our Robo Cup because you were talking about the Max Payne, obviously free, but you're going to be representing nice. exclusively one in this. Yes. And uh, Marcus, Burnout, Burnout Free, the the other shooter. Yeah, I'm trying to think now. <laughs> I thought of Burnout Free, but actually I might have been thinking of Paradise. I'm thinking of the Burnout. That you're still talking about a racing racing game though, yeah? Yeah, I'm still only because I will explain. Would you like me to go first and the um, reasons why... Yeah, go for it, please. Okay, hello, <laughs> listeners and viewers. Marcus here, your boy. Um, I'm bringing up Burnout because what you might have noticed a pattern in the games I bring up. A lot of times, Callie will give me a game and I will try to match a game to that game to discuss. And I think how they're the same but different and there's a through line between them. And you might think, listeners, Marcus, you've lost your shit. You've gone crazy. How can we compare in any way? Matt's pain free to uh, Burnout, um, the Burnout franchise. And I say slow-mo. The slow-mo is like the main fact. They're both games that kind of use slow-mo in a way to, to make their games more enhanced and better. And Burnout for me is one of the better racing games, one of the best party games ever made with uh, the crash mechanics go on. And I think it utilizes slow-mo in a racing game that has never been done before. And that's why I bought uh, Burnout. May I ask about Burnout quickly? Um, yes. Because I've not, I'm not played them. I, I just generally don't play racing games. Is it a game about winning a race, or is it a game about causing a crash? So, good question. Good philosophical question there about Burnout. Thank you. <laughs> it is both. It is one about winning a race, and so Burnout Three specifically, Takedown, was about yes, winning the race, but also shunting your opponent to basically get them off. And um, you would basically get takedown points. So one thing that uh, Burnout has on like other card games is a kind of fighter meter. Like in fighter games or how it goes up, it has a meter that you can basically increase. And uh, a lot of times in the Burnout games, it's about driving on the wrong side of the road, um, getting real close to cars, which will then give you like a slow-mo um, cinematic of you sort of like going slow-mo and you can like, burn your points to go fast but slow so you basically slow the track down for you then to do crazy sort of zooming and outs and then builds up your meter to go faster. And in takedown, you built up that meter by taking down opponents. So you would basically shunt into the back of the car, tweak them off and throw them off. So it was kind of like a first person shooter racer. It's really weird where your car, your opponents were actually, you know, NPCs you needed to kill and get off to, to get more points, to get more meter to go faster. So so you could would you i mean is it one of those games that you would actually be able to win just by racing cleanly and being a good guy or um not against good players because they because you build up meter 
to go faster. Mm. So if someone else is shunting off cars and you know building up their takedown meter, they're gonna go faster than you because their takedown meter has gone up and gone through. I'm trying to think whether takedown was the one with the um uh the best one of the best party games ever, or whether that was Paradise, where you had it was like a party game mode where you had like a like a car, like a motorway or a bridge or something, and you had goes cars going and you basically drove your car and you had to crash into other cars to get the most damage and whoever get like the most value of damage. And you can basically have a slow-mo mode in that where you would race the car, see it go off the ramp, press a button, it would slow down and be like, Broom! and the car would just slowly <laughs> go into a caravan and explode. And then suddenly a bike would come in and hit. It was great. All right. Well, um, let's throw it over to Odrin here so you can tell, tell me about Max Payne, for, uh, Max Payne the First. Max Payne the first, yeah. So obviously, I think um, I mentioned that Rockstar did three. Uh, the series was actually handed over to them at three. So the original ones were done by Remedy, uh, who are obviously known for, as we mentioned earlier, Alan Wake, uh, Control, Quantum Break, all those other great games. Uh, maybe I don't know about Quantum Break, I haven't played it, but the other two are very good. Um, Max Payne is kind of very much a, how would you describe it? A noir style crime drama mixed in with some sort of... Uh, what would you call it? I don't. I don't think it has paranormal elements, but more of a bigger scale no, story. It's kind of it's more like uh, the wire, right? It's yeah. Sort of like, like it. It, it starts off very conspiracy. Yeah. It starts off as almost like a, a cop revenge story, and then gets into a lot, much bigger sort of action film near the end of it. Uh, it. It's a really. It's in third person. I will point that out for you, just uh, Kelly, and it is not an indie game, so it, it's really paving new ways here for you, Kelly. Um, but the. <laughs> The, the main thing about it is it's pretty much um, Max, who's the main character, obviously is an undercover cop for the, what are they called? The the Punchinello family or whatever it is at the time. Um, and he is, he gets in a gun, uh, he gets in a shootout down in the, in the, the tube, uh, the tube lines or whatever. Um, and he's going to meet as like one of his former handlers, Alex Balder, who gets like assassinated in front of him. Uh, and so the police think he's done it. So he's on like kind of this revenge plot to like kill the, kill the crime family and also to like clear his name or whatever um and it, it escalates from there and he kind of like once he gets to the head of the crime family he finds out they're only a pawn and then he like goes off to uncover this entire bigger conspiracy that involves like the american government and everything it's it, it is really really good um it's kind of difficult to because despite it coming out in 2001 i really don't like spoiling it because it's a game i went into completely blind and i only played it like two years ago um and it, the it's twist, is there a twist thing quite uh like an uh, un- unforeseen twist. Um, I don't know if there's an unforeseen twist, really. I don't know. It's not really. Sorry, just it is very much. Um, like it's it's not a it's not a groundbreaking story now by any stretch of the imagination, but it's still a good story at the same point. And it was it was def- for the time though. Yeah, no, it, for I'm the gonna time, really def- struggle. Sorry, I will say I'm gonna struggle <laughs> in this one because, like I said previous, Max Payne is one of my favorite series of all time. Yeah, <laughs> but I absolutely adore it. No, it, it, it's generally phenomenal. The gameplay still holds up as well. Granted, I would be quick saving like every five seconds in that game because the save points, as is the case with any game from the like early 2000s, is just generally poor. Um, but overall, it's like a really good third-person shooter. A lot of good different mechanics involved as well. Um, you know, one of the original games that introduced like pills as a source of healing yourself, which really makes no sense, but who's here to question it? Um, some good story elements as well. Um, 
as I mentioned, like the story is the main thing in Max Payne anyways that makes it what it is. Uh, the gameplay just happens to be a sweet spot on top. Um, I was going to say, I the what... gameplay, I, uh, like, I didn't realise it was Remedy. Like, uh, I've played Control and I can totally see it because I've played Max Payne the mm. first. And it's, yeah, I can kind of see. I mean, you don't go, because you go in slow motion in Max Payne and do the sort of bullet time diving across the hallways while shooting, right? That is Max Payne yeah. I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, control, you don't go in slow time, but it does still have that same whipping with the R stick to uh, aim at your baddies as you run around with the left and the one. It has, um, it's kind of, control has um, slow-mo light, right? In regards of, like, the powers you can have. Mm. Mm. Because you uh, obviously can slow-mo bullets coming towards you and fire them back and other things. Like, general, um, I guess, slow-mo, if you pass it down, is essentially just a phys- physics mechanic, right? And Remedy are just very good at physics mechanics, like in Alan Wake, when books, you know, the protoguy stuff of, you know, objects coming up and fly- flying at you, like that is a physics mm. mechanic. And, you know, essentially that is like... Well, Quantum Break's um, apparently really good. I have installed it because it's uh, available on Game Pass. And it's got I... Iceman in it, right? Uh, Maybe. It's got the actor that plays Iceman. I know, I'll know his name if you happen to know it, but... I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't um... know anyone's name. I'm really bad at names. I know Remedy said when they made it that it was like their dream game to make and that they got to achieve their full vision, but I don't know if Control has changed that. I think Control is very much like peak Remedy, to be honest with you. Control is incredible. Yeah. I think uh, the limitation. Is the DLC out yet that includes Alan Wake? Oh, out? yeah, no, that came out a while back. Yeah, I haven't played it. Um, the, the only thing I found a bit disappointing about Control was it struggled to perform on like previous gen consoles. Um, it's like it's on like X on Series X and everything now. It's fine, buttery smooth. You can play 60, 60 FPS at like fourteen forty p or whatever, or you can play it on thirty with like four K. Um, so I mean that's a that's a even better of a reason. But like you can see the like basic elements of control and Max Payne. Mm. Um, and like it, it it still speaks volumes that like despite Max Payne three being quite still quite I, th- I presume yeah well i i think anyways i haven't asked many people but still quite widely loved by the max Payne community one is still by far like i think the one everyone talks about one and two anyways um but one specifically i think is a really really good show if you're going to get into it see one film intrigue so uh, you mentioned there's no big big twist and what it sounds like is you're taking down a kind of like government not government conspiracy like a organized crime kind of world yeah well, it starts off that way and it kind of escalates into more of a like secret society from... You don't know how deep this shit goes, Callie. Yeah, it's like it's... the wire thing. I'm just Does like, it go as deep as like... how deep it goes. It's Mark like... Wahlberg and like like Valkyrie sort of flying around above his building. Is that like... That was in the film. Max Payne, the film. Oh, yeah. But that is that... Well, I mean, the main part is like the flying around the building bit at the end. But I haven't seen the film. And I, I don't think people thought the film was good either. It, so. No, I've heard the it's... Film is not yeah, good. it's... So, like... But it seems to have a kind of theological mysticalness to it. The mo- so the movie, that's the drugs, yeah. though, right? I think... So there's a bit in the game Maybe. that's pretty much like... I, um, <laughs> I think I think what they were trying to do in the film, at least from what I remember people saying, was that there's these sort of dreamlike segments in the game where you, like, go through and it'll kind of dump a bit of story stuff on you. Because the, there's a main part in the story where Max's, like, child and wife have been killed. So like he's still coming to terms with that. There's some like awful platforming segments in the first game that haven't aged well at all. Like a but... lot of good stories, stories. It's about trauma. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I think the like paranormal stuff in the film or something was meant to be their representation of that. But it, I don't know, it just came across really weird. It didn't work. 
Yeah, like, would you like me to talk about the story of Burnout? I would like love you to talk about the story of Burnout, so we can we can successfully put them next to each other and see which might have the better story. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, shifting gear, rum, 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 oh, do some steering left, right. That's the story of Burnout. It's tantalizing stuff, there, Marcus. It is tantalizing stuff. It's a racing game. Racing games don't have. Don't is there have is there not a um, like a kind of campaign like your versus like another there is a racer campaign, who's um, yeah? So the campaign it's street. Uh, level racing in burnout paradise i believe take uh takedown is in uh, la i think it sounds like you're doing a lot of damage to you know nice parts of the country yeah but that's ah, the whole point LA, of it like if you are you if you're really burnout is the perfect game if you're a driver and you get frustrated in um i don't drive what what what's my brain's gone real blank today it's not a forklift so you can't comment i know it's like it's true i drive a forklift now so it's fine um when you're in a motorway no motorway but no cars traffic jam traffic jam thank you (laughs) thank you for a driver i don't think you need to be a driver to know what a traffic jam is (laughs) yeah i didn't realize i'd be explaining that today but just just deleted the word from my head um yeah if you're in a traffic jam it's the best game for you because it just allows you to smash up infrastructure and go a bit crazy. Does infrastructure and... actually get smashed up? Like, do buildings also take a hit when you ram cars off the road? Sorry, uh, yeah, the bollards and stuff get smashed up and go for and take in take down. Take uh, I feel like you, you say bollards there. I said buildings. They're, they're, they're a very oh, no, uh, different no grandeur. Okay, so you don't send a car home. flying into a nearby building would, and watch it I get would argue, no destruction though, physics. I would argue, though, Callie. Mm-hmm. I would argue here. Yes. I'm going to lose this and I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> I, I would argue, though, that a caravan is just a moving building. And there's a lot of caravans that get smashed up and blown up. Okay? Plus, if you... That's just someone's moving house. It is a moving building. You don't, as you say, you don't drive there. So you may not know the horror of being stuck behind a caravan. So, because well, in this yeah, game, you destroying can a caravan up. does seem good. What am I destroying in Max Payne that might be able to be as good as destroying a caravan? pretty much the entire criminal underbelly of that city to be honest oh well you're pretty much the one man <laughs> band going around like without anything to lose really it's kind of john wick before john wick right it's almost more like the i, I would argue more like the punisher really true he's got he's got real frank castle right what was right? the um there was like cigarettes or something there was like a mechanic involving cigarettes in that right or that no gets... that's postal is it that i'm sure there, is it does it not like slow down time or something or could you just not? Could you smoke them in that? I just have this vague memory of like there being this kind of edgy thing where you could like buy don't cigarettes. You, or... Don't you dare compare um, postal to Max <laughs> How dare you? Am I wrong? Is it enough? Is that cigarettes do not Googled, feature in this I'm game? Googling now. I know. Yeah, I don't think there is a cigarette thing. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Don't know what I was. I know there's a. Um, don't know what made me think cigarettes I don't think cool. it's mechanically. I think I've just been saying... being like a uh, young and at my nan's house whilst my cousin played this and it just being like, oh, he's smoking. You know, how naughty. I remember there. I know whilst around the topic of smoking for Far Cry Six, there's like an animation where you like heal yourself by like smoking a cigar and then like stabbing it into your arm. <laughs> Sorry, cauterize you know the way you know the way like all the like old Far Cry games used to the thing where they douse it in alcohol or something and then rub it around like a version of this one is just like smoking a Cuban cigar and then like yeah cauterizing the wound by burning it okay and I, I guess the reason they dropped the water because Ethan Winters now is the lord of the water hands <laughs> yeah. like if he needs to heal I'm just the water hands a poor man that poor man 
Oh, Far Cry 6, yeah. just sorry, distract from Max Payne and Burnout talk. I saw a video today which has made me kind of want it. I mean, I wanted it a little bit for is it the dog. The, the, the cute dog is my original reason, but no, it's it's something much more horrific, which is um, uh, you can do cockfighting, but it's like a Tekken Why game. Why is that a draw for you, Callie? So it's like a Tekken <laughs> game. be a draw you select, for you? you it's you chicken fuck. Look, look at that and go, oh yeah, cockfighting, mate. I want to get over that. Well, you want to really live live a life that you're not allowed to live, right? And I'm my, my dream is now. to be a cockfighting. Like... Callie, <laughs> yes. I'm going to tell you now. If you craft like different chicken talons to put on your roosters, like if you go around to craft like damage upgrades for like your fighting cocks, mm. how is this game made in 2021? <laughs> how no, is it made? No, I, I guess like you can look at the ethical implication of the fact that you're running around gunning down plenty of humans without any problem to lend yeah, have but a they're problem fascist, with the chickens. Though, so it's fine. Oh, maybe, but <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, you're always allowed to kill. kill hey, they're, they're just the guards. They just paid to do a job. You know, they they're technically work for the yeah, government. Let's not like, get into this subject. <laughs> sure, but let's just say, right? These chickens, you get to select in an actual Tekken-looking fighting screen, and then it has a cockfight, and you have the bars of health, and you get to fight as the you chicken. You actually fight? Whoa, whoa, whoa! You get to whoa. fight a chicken. A street Fighter chicken game. There's a mini in... Street Fighter game where you play it where you as a chicken. That's amazing. I don't, I don't know how I feel look, about this. Look, look, these are just pixels on screen. There is no actual chickens harmed, and I really hope this isn't one of those rare situations where isn't video that games cause violence. the racial stereotype of cockfighting? Oh, my child got really violent because they played the cockfighting element <laughs> of Far Cry 6. <laughs> that would be oh, yeah, the element yeah. that would radicalise the youth, I'd say. Dude, I don't, to be fair, I don't want to sound like an American senator, so I'm okay with it. I'm good, I'm good with the <laughs> cockfighting minigame. It might be fine. Like, I mean, where is it? It's, it's based, is it based presumably in another made-up country? It's not actually... Yeah, it's like uh, basically made-up Cuba, right? Yeah. I don't, yeah, that's the one thing I don't like about those games is that they agreed. That, okay, first of all, I'm not going to tell someone like, "Oh, you need to make this in Brazil and have us blowing up Brazil," because yeah. <laughs> that could be really <laughs> sus from someone in a first where you're world going country. Here, like talking about but, you like, wanted to be actually no, in... but I think it. I think I think they really do like do themselves a disservice by not making any of their games political. Like Far Cry Five is so blatantly Please. political, like, and they're just like, oh, "It's not." It's like. Just so own it, like annoying. do it. I like. I would like. I like that game. I like the some of the stuff they're on about, like about radicalization of the far right in America. Like, talk about that. So Stop being interesting. So boring. They can do that. They Leading can do that and still have theme. it in a tech, a made up country because it just saves you having to have like real names and stuff. Yeah, like, so true, in your South America that, or your American like you know church. But Kelly, they area. did that though, and then they were like, "Oh, there's nothing political about." Yeah, this game. that's a separate. How? You're that's overthrowing a dictator. How is that not political? That's a separate. When people go. Sorry, Callie. It's the same when people go, "Oh yeah, I hate politics in uh, in my games." My oh, okay, cool. What games do you play? Oh, Call of Duty. Love Call oh, of Duty. It's my favorite. Oh man, uh, it's my favorite game. It's like, but the stuff that will annoy them will be isn't then, yeah. political. <laughs> they'll be like, "Oh, I hate politics." They like they'll play Call of Duty and be fine with that politics. But as soon as a gay character is introduced, it's like, oh, the "Games are too political for me now, oh, boys." What? God, how dare they exist, black boys? Woman in my games <laughs> can't have this. Can't have this. Gone, the, um, crazy. There was yeah. like it reminds me of the the Battlefield 2042 stuff where they were like, oh, you know the way there's a new weather dynamic stuff in the new mm. game, and there's like there's refugees in it, and they were like, is this political? And they were like, no, it's just a, it's just an aesthetic choice. How are refugees How an aesthetic a... choice? <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, oh, oh yeah, I'll just uh, spend my DLC unlock some loot boxes of refugees for different stat bonuses. Oh. Great, that is a particular choice. 
to oh. like just oh is it political oh no they're just aesthetically in there you know refugees so what we say at the end of the day is games should be a bit more ballsy i think i think generally though it's the triple a problem like the indie yeah. games are more than happy to be political yeah it's um, that whole um if you've spent like what 100 million making a game you need to guarantee that's why they're quite generic those like triple a games are not yeah. always that interesting they have the to make their money back yeah and the problem i have with it is you say you need to be more ballsy like and i agree like they need to be ballsy or don't don't i don't know don't cock tease a political theme like that yeah i think it's the other thing with it it's like you have made a choice to make a it's, it's actually probably worse in fairness yeah. radicalized like american <laughs> like cult in a time where it's quite prominent like that was a prominent thing that was happening and hmm. radicalization and you know the the choice of words being used in certain frame rates you know it was a thing that was happening and you've made a game about I've got, of course, like game development are years, you know, in the past. So it mm. might have just been a coincidence that you had this idea and it happened to be but like, how it was. Is it, I mean, when you say it's not political, is the game itself political, right? Like when you actually play it, because of having it on CEOs. Have, it's completely apolitical. Like it has no stance either way on what it's doing, really. I mean, yeah, does like, it like the, the bad guys? Well, Far Cry 5, you know, like. Well, like Far Cry, let's be honest though, like, let's take from Far Cry 5's perspective because we actually know how that game goes. Like, the fifth game starts off, like, with this really grand presence of, like, okay, here's what happens if you leave, like, religious radicals to kind of fester in a country. And yeah. then at the end, the ending completely destroys that because it's like, oh, just let him go or, like, yeah. take him and you die anyway. There's no good ending at it. Like, it's just, it, it completely blows it out of proportion. It's so bad. Like, I think, yeah, the Far Cry games are kind of bad. Like, like I miss the days of, like, say, something like Spec Ops The Line, which actually took, a like, a coherent political view of, like, the war in Iran and, like, you know, talk about weapons of mass destruction when they weren't there and, like, how the American military used this, that, and the other on, like, civilians in different countries. And they, like, actually made it, like, like, it made a proper statement about it and it didn't feel like it was, you know ill-judged or misinformed like it was a proper coherent yeah. narrative that was what was what was the game through, that still... kept getting cancelled oh six days in fallujah yeah, yeah. i but... hadn't played it like is that like were they actually I, trying to be i well it's not out yet but i, right. I have certain opinions on it uh, okay but like it's it's not for me really to talk about i know there's a lot of people that have been very disappointed in the way it was portrayed because it's like obviously centered around the war in iraq yeah and it's course. like well, the, but there's an element the war, to it that they're like keep oh it light in this gaming show yeah but war crimes like but Felicia was but the big, of them, so. yeah but even if you just take out that element and we like focus on smaller bits of it like there's one element in it where it's like i remember someone giving out being like because they tried to sell it off as this like really authentic experience of what those days were like for soldiers in iraq yeah. and then it's a roguelike and it's like how could you be a roguelike and be authentic like th- there's procedurally generated like buildings coming out of different places that you won't have seen before so it's not authentic then it's just it's a gaming experience of you going around shooting people yeah and it's, I, I mean I don't know. It could end up just being another Call of Duty and like honestly, who cares about it? But like I think I don't know. Fallujah, at least the six days in Fallujah game seems to have been like blown up beyond proportion. And I don't think it does anyone any good because its controversy is probably gonna mean it's gonna sell more copies. Yeah. Um I mean I just thought in the regards of I know a lot of people were saying, Oh, that stories you can't tell. And I don't agree with that point of view of it. However, I do agree that six days of Fallujah yeah. feels like it's not telling the story in a correct way oh yeah and no it's, a, it's like I how think it the, should be yeah. done at least i mean again i haven't done massively looked into it but i know one of the big problems with a lot of people who were against the game was that it wasn't 
telling the full story it was just kind of very taking a hyper like american centralized view of like oh it was so awful for us to go out there and like have to go into these houses like yeah but you're going into like another country that isn't yours and like barging into people's homes and like and there's a whole load of stuff like do you remember the um the whole modern warfare controversy with like one of their missions where yeah. it was like they had taken a real world scenario that the american government had like or the american troops had done and they made it look like the russians had done it in their game and they were like oh look how awful this is it's like but you did that like you did what, that and you, you just mean, skinned like, it as a russian operation yeah yeah Oh yeah, so, so so yeah, no politics on this podcast. No politics on this podcast. No I will podcast. like Far Cry not take any stance on any of that. <laughs> that's fair, Callie. That, that that's fair. Um, but, but if Matt's we may pain, just turn back Matt's to Burnout Free, is Matt's pain political? Political. Pain but political? from what I've heard, it's it's political to the the criminal sort of like you know setup of that particular. <laughs> I was two in two thousand and one, so who knows? <laughs> um, Burnout Free, by the way. Wipeout, Total Wipeout. Do you remember those games? Yeah. Like racing games, but it's kind of a spaceship. I'm sure you're going to mention the game show on TV, you know, the Wipeout, you know, that show. Yes, oh, yeah. With no, the that is not what I'm mentioning, which is just what, <laughs> four guys, pretty much, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's you with my four no, guys. Like, no, Fall Guys is Wipeout. You can't say Wipeout is Fall Guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Fall Guys is Wipeout. Sure, I didn't sure, know sure. you were such a, a Wipeout purist there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to realize that would be what triggers you off. I know yeah, how we feel about, about the small, the small things that annoy me. And it's uh, relating Wipeout to uh, Four guys, guys stole from Wipeouts. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I mean, uh, sorry, I think there's not really much of a connection there besides it's called Wipeout and one's called Burnout and it seems like Wipeout's going to be crashing, but I'm pretty sure it's not, but I want uh, a little Wipeout, wipeout game. That's just a racing in space, wasn't it? Yeah, it's it? just a racing game. But it's in you space. Could, like, other, obviously, other, like, game, like, racing games that are so one thing with Burnout is it is a racing game where you get benefits from knocking people out, right? Hmm. Whereas your Destruction Derbies, your uh, Twisted Metals, they are not a racing game. They are just a game that have cars in that you fight against other cars. So yeah. it sort of combine those two together of destroying cars, but also racing. So you have tracks and so on. So like what... What Adrian was saying about uh, about Hellblade earlier, how frankly you just watch it on YouTube, that's kind of how I feel a little bit about Burnout. I don't really want to be involved in a race. I just want to see cars crash into caravans. So okay. I would quite happily just watch those slow-mo bits. But the actual being involved and having to do the race myself, like it seems like a kind of game that I'd be quite enjoying just sitting down when I'm young next to my cousin as he plays it. Which yeah, you know, it is that... one of it is one of the best party games ever made. Like it's up there with Super Monkey Ball. Of like you have a party, you put burnout on, and you do the mini game of like throwing cars in to do explosions, and you get the slow mos, and you make it into a drinking game, and so on, and just. Like, I'm not endorsing anything, but uh, burnouts aren't the kind of things we're doing at parties when I was uh, young enough to go to parties. I know what you're on about. We played burnout at parties. We used to do um, oh, uh, red faction parties where you would have to do a run and see how much like destruction stuff you can blow up. <laughs> And so on. Same with black as well. They sound better. They sound more more healthy than um, any of the pies I've. Oh, I we were still getting really. super drunk, and they were putting whipped cream <laughs> on me. But you know. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and just say this is a Max Payne round. So this is one. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> like there was never any doubt, be? was there? What like, else would it be? I was tired, and you just threw a game at me. It was like, oh, Odrin's bringing in Max Payne, and I'm like, okay. I have no idea. Like, Matt's Pain is one of my favorite games of all time. 
I'll throw burnout against her. I don't really care about burnout. <laughs> See, like, no, I know you don't. I know you don't. But like the last two episodes, you've basically gone on a rant about how you don't care about this at the end, and it's starting to sound bitter, Marcus. I'm no, still not aware you're getting for her. So the, actually, the glitch one, the glitch, the last episode of glitch is where I cared. That <laughs> hit me hard. And the other games I do like, I do enjoy. And I, I, you know, it's a defense mechanism, okay? It's yeah, yeah, this is okay. I mean, just want to say, like, you don't worry, you don't have to worry about it. Don't worry, Max. I like, cried for win. a week after I lost the first one. Yeah, yeah really it's did. fine. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> I and I, I was very upset when I lost the dive kick, kick episode. All right, because dive kick is amazing. I will <laughs> so buy it every time. Wait, so when you guys are just on your own, do you do the competition still? Uh, we're not really on our own, are we? But no, we don't. No, but like yeah. last week when you had the two just live. Oh, um, there was a bandit ended up joining bandit us. Bandit popped in. The oh, end, okay. So yeah, so we, we ended up having it. But no, I, to be honest, we like I had plans that was just going to be the two of us, and I had mm. plans that we would potentially like we were talking about Tokyo Game Show, but neither of us really gave a shit about it. So we just yeah, that, that that wrapped up pretty quickly. Um, yeah. and my plan would have been it's just a bit unfair uh, because I I give a shit about Tokyo Game Show. I think it's important. Yeah, I didn't care about. Magic I just that bit. I'm just not a JRPG boy. Yeah, so. but mm. um. But yeah, I figured we could we could potentially do these, and it would just be me versus Marcus, and of course with a heavy bias on the fact that I get to pick the winner. So yeah, you would always win. Well, so. not necessarily. You might come out with a game. I'm, that would you know. be a great like running joke, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, to be fair, the bit is the bit is expanding because I'm losing constantly. So... <laughs> You've won before. Um, but what we could do if we're doing it is you pick the game I have to defend. Because then oh, I'd have to defend a piece of shit potentially or something I don't yeah. care about. But and no, then still like, give yourself the win, Kelly. <laughs> the other ones yeah. I cared about, don't get me wrong. I care about the game. I care about the show. I love Overall Republic. Thank you for coming on. Uh, great. <laughs> but this is the one where I don't care about losing because Matt's pain is incredible. Too good. It's going to make me want to go like... and try and replay it, to be honest. It holds never up still. Like, how old is Matt's pain now? Like... Uh, it's ten years, twenty years old. Twenty years old, and it's still. There's actually there's up. a really cool video they did for the twentieth anniversary where like Sam Lake still has the original jacket from the first game. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because I would happily go on scene now, open up Matt's Payne and play it mm. for, like from start to finish. I've been mean to do it again. I probably will on stream someday. Just do it. It's well worth it. All right. Um. So now that's all one, and now we've diffused that salt, Marcus. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just talk about what else is going on for the rest of the week on the Robot Republic. Uh, so I've been speaking to the guys who do the podcast, guys and gals. And um, so Recharge Wrestling, I'm going to be talking about the Queen's Crown Tournament as well as King of the Ring. Cool. Hopefully the wrestling fans out there know what any of that means. I'm assuming the ki- they're just competitions though, aren't they? They are. They're, that's um, that's what every single week on wrestling is. It's just different competitions. No, well, yeah, but they'll have yeah, that's what it is. the it's... main shows, and yeah. then you have your pay per views. Okay, are, they, are those pay per views? King of the Ring, uh, King King of the Ring, I believe, is a pay per view. It may not uh, be. Okay, I can't remember. I should probably pay more attention. Like, um, maybe I do, a I... little bit, but that's okay. You're only the host <laughs> of the network, Kelly, but it's fine. Yeah, I've got a lot to do. Anyway, uh, the Treehouse is going to be talking about. They, they've got a new feature where they're doing a Hall of Fear. So it's sim- similar, some would say, to the Robo Cup, but uh, they they try and try and argue against each other about which uh, film or which horror-related media gets to make it into the Hall of Fear. So last week they were talking about the Blair Witch Project uh, mm-hmm. and this coming up week 
uh, it's going to be me shown on there. So I'm going to be trying to talk and get phasmophobia into that, bringing my little element of gaming in. Um, we've got a show coming out. Oh, sorry, I actually also found out um, the Into the Nerdverse. I know what they're doing. As you've mentioned, you're going to be appearing on there, Marcus. So I what am. they're going to be doing be is just yelling at each other and apparently all out war with a bit of Marvel versus DC, which sure seems is. a perfect fit for what Marcus is going to bring to that show. Swearing, just just abuse. I, I can't it's wait, actually, to be honest. It's, like, not, look, it's not that I hate Barlow. I don't hate is a strong word. I wouldn't use hate. <laughs> I just, you know, want to put his opinions into a burnout car and firing them into a caravan. That's all I want to do. All just right? his opinions, though, not Barlow himself, of course. Yeah. Not Barlow himself. Barlow's lovely. Barlow's a lovely man. But yeah, I, I do look forward to hearing the All Out War. Uh, we've also got this very Sunday, this very day that you're hearing this coming out, the Town Council of the Obinus Isles. Our secret, to get that project right. Our secret projects finally revealed in full. You may have seen teasers showing up on Twitter. It is a TTRPG, and that is for what's it? Monster of the Week is Monster of the Week is the roleplay game we use. Yeah, um, you should. You know more about this than me. I'm just. I'm just show up and be a priest, basically. But me and Marcus are both in that show. I'm. I'm playing a uh, vicar. Marcus is playing the postman. Playing the postman. The postman. Um. And we've got T running the show as our as our keeper, dungeon keeper, just keeper, I guess, gamekeeper. Keeper for basic games master, games dungeon master, master, DM. Uh, and James, someone you wouldn't have seen around on the shows as yet, uh, is coming in and playing an entitled little brat, I guess, is kind of what his thing is, right? Hey, you leave my best friend alone. Right? I love Please. him, but like... <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's like, it's been the best time filming that, to be honest. Like, we recorded last night, was it? Yeah. Honestly, like hurt. we're all really excited for people to actually um, listen to it. I think we've made something that I'm proud of. And um, yeah, if people listen to it and don't like it, that's fine because I'm having an absolutely well of a time filming it and um, the stories that we're telling. So yeah. yeah so suck it. And uh, that's really it, I think. So don't <laughs> tell them to suck it. Well, if they don't like the show, if they it. don't like the show, that's fair. Uh, right, and then of course we've got Critical Update showing up on Saturdays, and uh, Riku's going to be streaming some more horror games this month. He's continuing his Bloodborne stream, of course, on Monday, but we're going to be uh, doing a Let's Play next week of Visage. Um, I'm forcing him to play Visage. It's an absolutely horrifying PT-esque mess. Uh, some Silent cool. Hill and various other horror games. Now, it's a shame that Choo Choo Charlie's not out. Is but we have actually reached out to the devs on that, so you know, find out if we've got any form of clout whatsoever. If like, if we uh, end up managing to get an interview for that guy, did you see this, uh, Odrin Choo Choo Charles? Charles, no, it's a killer train game. You play your it's a survival game <laughs> where basically, I mean, we want to speak to him to find out what his influences are, but it's very clear it's the Thomas the Tank Engine mods in everything. <laughs> like it is a monster faced train with spider legs coming after you and you've got your own little it train looks and you very have to... K like K horror. Like the yeah. train it does look very like J horror K horror, like it really does. Yeah, it's scary as shit. I'm not playing it. Um but yeah, that is another one I'm gonna be forcing Riku to play come come its release date to be honest. Um now Odrin, where can we find you? Oh god, yeah, this always comes up and I never know. Um, so for gaming sandbox, I'll start off before I get into my own stuff. Uh, you can find us on uh, gaming-sandbox.com is where we have the website. Same on YouTube as well. It's just gaming sandbox if you look us up there. Uh, on Twitter, uh, you can find us at, at gaming sandbox underscore 
um linkedin for any of you businessy folk out there it's just gaming sandbox i don't know why we have a linkedin page but there you go um then on instagram twitter uh, instagram and facebook it's just gaming sandbox um outside of that we have a twitch channel now it's kind of it's my twitch channel but we're going to be hoping to do a few live stuff over there that's johnson underscore gs and my own personal twitter handle is at odrin johnson it's the benefit of having a really awkward name is that you can get your twitter handle no problem um outside of that i think yeah that's pretty much it we have a i should probably oh the, i suppose our podcast well indian site is at indian site on twitter uh, our most recent episode that will probably be live by the time this goes out is one with uh, david samansky who's the creator of dusk um, and oh, so please go over and give that a listen i suppose uh, but yeah that's about it I just want to tell you, always the, the ever professional journalism that you get out of Game and Sandbox and Indian Sight is just something else. Something something that our little dumb show doesn't ever have. But that's we, the we'll, facade oh, I'll try that's... and keep going for so long, Kelly. That's not what we're here for, though. <laughs> no, Gaming we're not. Gaming we're here. Is not we're here, here to be journalism. laughed at and to be mocked. And... <laughs> and that's why you should go over and listen to uh, the professional journalism about uh, Odra and stuff. So yeah. That's what you should do. And, so, yeah, I guess, uh, Marcus, where can we find you? Uh, nowhere as usual. Um, no Twitter handle, no Facebook, no nothing. Off the grid entirely. Yep. Yep. I live in the shadows. Don't come for me. But remember, um, listen to the Robot Republic. We've got some great shows and some great hosts. So keep that going. And uh, you know what? I'm not going to say it this week. No? No. no? I'm not okay. going to say it. I'm not going to end with it. All right. Well, make sure you tune into Town Council of the Obsidian Isles later on for a laugh. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.